Hi, my name is Tiffany, the founder of Made by Her, an online platform created to support and empower women artists. And this is the Made by Her podcast. The Made by Her community is a group of women artists, artisans, creatives, savvy businesswomen, moms, daughters, aunts, and sisters all coming together to support, strengthen, and inspire one another. Think of this as a no kids girls coffee date to collaborate over life, art, business, and to share our recipes for success along the way. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Made by Her podcast. This is Tiffany, and today I want to talk to you about habits. Uh, To begin, I'd like to be fully honest with you. I am recording this episode in my car in my garage while my kiddos are playing outside. Um, Sometimes there might be a plane overhead, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, The reason I want to share this with you is that sometimes when we have a small business, sometimes we feel like everything has to be really perfect and like the pros do it. And not only have I heard of pros doing this before, but sometimes this is just how it gets done. Do you have a beautiful studio that looks out over acres of vast countryside to inspire you? Maybe not. Maybe you have a corner of the dining room table or a tray on the corner of the dining room table that you have to move constantly because it always feels like it's in the way. But simply sitting down and just making things happen is often what you have to do when you have a small business. (laughs) So let's get into it today though. Um, Let's talk about habits. I love habits. I hate habits. They're such a funny conversation. Um, By the way, if you have not read the book Atomic Habits, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I read it last year Uh, just before starting our Made by Her book club, actually. Um, I would love to reread it one day, so we might do that, but if you have not read it yet, I really recommend it. It's Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, It's super awesome, whether you want to build habits for your business, your personal life, whatever it might be. Uh, It's just an awesome book. But for the intents and purposes of today, let's talk about habits in business and things that might, you know, affect how that runs for you. Um, I'm going to be sharing a few habits that worked for me last year and a couple of them that didn't. But um, to begin, you know, habits, we all have them, whether we know it or not. Uh, But some of them can be super helpful, helpful, that's a word, some of them can be super helpful and others not so much. For example, filling your extra large water bottle before you go to bed so that you remember to drink it in the morning is a good habit. Setting one day a week to record your reels content for your artist page on Instagram, that's a good habit. Offering people a business card every time they compliment your work, that's a good habit too. On the other hand, reaching for maybe one or five chocolate chip cookies every time you feel stressed not so good. Uh, Neither is checking out on Netflix for five hours every night when you really could be working on that new collection you've been thinking about for months, or maybe even drafting or sending an email to your subscriber list who hasn't heard from you in maybe a year. So 
let's talk about what we can do to work on that because all of these add up and really create your entire life when you think about it. Um, so yeah, habits can be super important. So today, like I said, I'm going to share a few of them that worked really well for me, uh, last year. And then a couple that really did not. So the number one thing The number one habit that worked for me last year was actually writing down my goals. That would be number one. Um, I don't know how you are, but I think about things all the time, like nonstop. Like if you ever have seen the little scrolling information bar on the stocks page on like a financial channel, how it just keeps going and going and going. That's pretty much how my brain is all the time. So I think about goals and things that I want to do nonstop. I would say I used to write them down maybe 10, 5 to 10% of the time. Um, I just, I always just figured, you know, I have this in my mind and this is what I want to do. And, you know, I'll remember it because it's super important. Um, until I heard somewhere that simply the act of writing it down, because if you think about it, all of your thoughts are on one side of your brain. Um, I'm going to say it's the left because that's where your creative side is. But then when you actually write it down, it triggers the other side of your brain to really start like logistically thinking of how can I actually do this? Not hey, I'd really love to have this amazing business one day. When you actually write it down, or especially if you come up with like numbers, like exact numbers, for example, I want to make $100,000 in my art business this year. The other side of your brain really starts to go into action and start trying to help you figure that out. So that was something that I started doing this year. Um, again, I used to keep them in my mind all the time. Um, I, I don't know why I never wrote them down, but this year I specifically did. I started writing them down kind of on a semi-regular basis. I know some people like to write them down like every day. Some people write them down every week, month, whatever it is. Um, honestly, even just writing them down at the beginning of the year, like if you're still really into the new year energy that's going on, even just writing them down once can still help you stay on track with that. Um, I know I posted another episode that was all about setting goals that actually work and writing them down will really help you to get there. Um, the other thing, the other habit that I, I don't want to say that I started last year, but I definitely continued on with it is meal prep. Now, I know that sounds more on the personal side than business side, but as we all know, when you're a small business owner, your business and your personal life overlap all the time. (laughs) For example, me recording this in my car while my kid is outside. Um, Actually, my little one is sleeping, so it just, you know, sometimes you just have to make it work. But with meal prep, I... It has really saved me so much time because instead of having to wrap up something that I'm doing for my business early so that I can go make dinner or think about what I, what we're even having for dinner that night, um, can really, really save you like a ton of time. 
Um, this is like writing down your goals, but specifically about food. <laughs> so this year I, I did make it a habit to take a moment on Sunday afternoons or evenings. I really tried to make sure like before I went to bed, I knew what we were doing for the whole week, at least up until Thursday. Um, and I would already have an order ordered at our local grocery store so that I could pick it up the next morning. Um, this was super helpful because one, it totally saved me from decision fatigue at the end of each day. I don't know about you, but I feel like I make a million decisions a day. So if you're already making a million decisions about everyday life, not to mention your business, which can already give you decision fatigue, I was feeling that this morning for sure. Um, by the time you get to the end of the day, you're like, I don't want to decide what I'm going to cook today or tonight. So what the heck do I do? Do we order out and spend more money? Do I, do we have cereal? Like, what are we doing? Um, having this all planned out ahead of time is, it just makes me feel so much happier because I really feel like I actually have a balance between work and being a mom who stays home and cooks for her family every night. I really love being able to do both of those things. So if you're the one who does the cooking in your house, highly recommend this one. Um, another reason this is really helpful is it saves me from not knowing what to make and therefore ordering takeout or going out to an expensive dinner. Uh, towards, I want to say it was a couple weeks ago... I don't know. I really fell out of this habit. Like I just, I think the holidays happened and I just was like, I, I don't know what to make anymore. And I would constantly drop out of this to be honest and forget. And we ended up, my husband was, oh, he's always super sweet and supportive. And like, let's just go out to dinner. And we would, but we ended up spending a lot of money. And I don't know about you, but if you're working really hard to earn money for your business to maybe stave for the future or you know if you're if you're trying to make money to save up for something then maybe going out to dinner is not what you want to spend it on um on the other hand when i've started my first handmade business like 6 years ago going out to eat was my reason for having a small business for myself. Um, I personally love going out to eat. It is one of my favorite things to do. So if that's your reasoning for doing it, great. Um, but you know, if you're trying to save money or you just like cooking at home, again, having something planned out is going to be a lifesaver. Another thing it can do though is it almost gives me something to look forward to and allows me to add in meals that I would never think of making if I were tired or if I didn't have uh, the right ingredients for it. For example, I am a huge Pinterest fan. My favorite thing about Pinterest is that I can scroll through it and look at cute outfits, really pretty landscape photos, and unique and original recipes. Like I remember the first time I discovered someone had made a waffle cake. I thought that was like, this is the greatest platform on earth. So thank you to whoever created it. But I have a lot of recipes saved on there where I'm like, oh man, I really want to make this one day. And you know, when you don't plan ahead for it, or if you don't, you know, have the ingredients on hand ahead of time, 
it's never going to happen. Um, just the other day, I actually ended up finding a recipe for homemade chicken noodle soup, which I don't know why I always felt like that was going to be some really hard recipe that was going to have to like sit there for hours. And it was like, I don't know, I suddenly envisioned me in this like old fashioned long dress, like laboring over this pot over the fire in a fireplace. (laughs) Like how long is this going to take for me to make? And, um, but I did exactly what I'm recommending for you to do is I said I wanted to make it like on Sunday night. I was like, Oh, I really want to do that this week. And so I ordered all of the, you know, all the ingredients for it. And then I think it was on a Wednesday that, you know, I stopped work a little bit earlier. I think it was like four 30 and I had my son help me. He really loves shredding all the carrots. And it just gave us a moment to really like bond together. And by the way, the soup only takes like maybe including like the prep time because there's a lot of veggie chopping, maybe like 30 to 40 minutes, like prep and cook time all together. So it didn't take that long, but I just, it was so, I can't, I don't know why, just, I can't even say But there was something about working on my business and then stopping it and being able to immediately switch into mom, homemaker, caregiver mode and be able to make this super awesome dinner with them. Um, That to me is like my ultimate fantasy of what I want my life to to be. I want to be able to have a business that I absolutely freaking adore and then also be able to switch at a moment's notice and still take care of my family, still be able to cook, still be able to have people over. Um, so yeah, I was, I had my music, we had our music on, we were dancing around the kitchen and I was just so happy, but I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was super stressed and had no idea what we were going to make. There's no way I could have had time to go to the store, find all the groceries, then follow the recipe and then make it, you know, my kids wouldn't have been able to help because I would have been in like rush mode of we got to get this done. (laughs) So planning all of that ahead of time made it really easy to do that even on like a weeknight. And then finally, it saves me from feeling guilty that my business was on my mind all day instead of thinking about what to do for my family. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I definitely feel guilty sometimes just because I am technically the person who volunteered to stay home. Um, I know this gets into like a really big topic of you know, stay at home moms and what does that mean and roles and all of that. I'm not going to get into that today. Um, I love staying home with my kiddos. Uh, we did, uh, my husband and I did agree that that's what I would do. That is the role that I wanted to have because I love taking care of our house. I love being there for my kids. Um, that can be a whole nother topic for another day, but I definitely still feel guilty sometimes when my business has been on my mind the whole day. And then, you know, I'm supposed to be the one to figure out dinner. I'm like, I have no clue. We're, we're going to have peanut butter and jelly tonight, guys. Um, and honestly, no one in my house would probably object to that. They'd probably be really happy about it actually. But, um, 
I don't know. Sometimes I don't want that to be the everyday. Every once in a while, yes. Every day, not so much. All right, so those are the first two things, writing down your goals and meal prep. Um, The third thing that I really implemented last year was a gratitude practice. Um, I'd done it a little bit in 2022, but then in 2023, I was like, you know what? Every single day, I want to write down a bunch of things that I am thankful for, whether it's big, small, whatever. Um, And I actually did it. I almost... (laughs) I almost fell off the wagon towards the end of the year because I got so caught up in the holidays. But um, I want to say it was like on the 1st or 2nd of January, I sat down and went back and like looked at my photos in my album. I'm like, okay, what did I really love about the last couple days? Um, and then I'm going to go put them into a notebook so that I can have it for later. But gratitude is like it's so much more than just sitting down on like Thanksgiving, for example, and saying what you're grateful for in the moment. Um, it's something that I've really started mindfully doing. Um, like I said, probably for the last couple years, 2023 was definitely like more intentional, but I've been doing it for a while. Um, probably since COVID happened. And I think I mentioned before, I had to lean into a lot of things during that, but, um, gratitude was one of them and it's, it's really helpful. Um, I gotta tell you, it calms my anxiety down almost instantly. Um, you know, some of the things that I can even be thankful for is like where we live, we kind of live where we have to pull onto the main street. It's, it gets kind of busy. And there's some mornings where we hit it at like just the right time where you can like see the mass amount of cars coming down the street and you're able to like get out in front of them. I'll write that down (laughs) because there's other days where we pull up and the mass of cars is already there and we have to wait like four minutes for it to pass and then we can go. Um, That would be something getting the last box of bow tie pasta at the store when it's out and you really want to make this one recipe. um, That's something to be thankful for. Getting an order obviously is something to be thankful for. Um, getting five orders is something, having somebody refer your business. Like there's so many little things. And I feel like when the, when we start to focus on what we're grateful for, everything starts to feel a lot better and it doesn't feel as heavy. Um, I feel like a lot of times we can get caught up in really only focusing on, you know, what's not working, how many people are not watching are reels on Instagram? How many people are not commenting? How many people are not taking our poll in our stories? Or how many people are not responding to our emails? Um, that can really weigh you down. But when you start focusing on the things that are working, it can really shift the way you see things. Um, and it's just, I, I highly recommend it. Um, what I was doing for a while, at first I was trying to like write it down in a really pretty notebook. I went to Target and found a really pretty one. Um, and I was trying to write it down every night. And I'll be honest, sometimes I would forget. So I started making, I just have like a gratitude note on my phone in the notes app. And whenever something would happen through the day, I would write it down. So, um, and it just, 
I don't know, something about like going back to it later even and like writing it down in a notebook and just reminding yourself was, it was really, really special. Um, I know like this past year, my daughter started talking in front of you who have kids. It's like the first couple words are amazing. And then all of a sudden it's like this waterfall of like somebody turned on the tap and there's just all these words. So writing down like, Oh, she said this word today, or she said this word today. Um, and just being able to go back and look at it and be like, Oh, I remember when that happened, um, was just a really cool thing. Cause obviously we can't get pictures of all of it, but writing it down, uh, can be really, it can be great for your mindset. And it can also just be a fun way to go back and, you know, recap at the end of the year. Um, the next thing, uh, I would say was a really good habit was planning content creation in advance. This was something I hadn't done a lot. Again, it was one of those things where I would think about it and write down some notes, but I never actually got into a rhythm. I say this and I'll be honest right now on social media, I'm not doing so great, but when you can work on this, and actually, when you put effort into it, it it does really work. Um, but it's similar to writing down your goals and planning your food out for the week. Planning your content in advance is just a godsend. Um, I suggest picking one day a week that you promise to yourself to work on content creation and plan out as many posts as you can. I think this is kind of where I got myself hung up. So I'm spreading the wisdom to you. Um, I have always been a really high achiever. So to me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do seven posts for the week and maybe nine because, you know, some days I want to post two different things. And then, you know, the next week would come around and I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm going to have time to do all of that today. I'm just going to, I'll, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow will be my day to sit down and do you know, seven or eight posts. Instead, in the hour that I had, I could have easily created three or four. And it's better to create three or four posts for the week than not post anything because you don't have enough time to do all of them, if that makes sense. Um, You can even create three and just schedule them out every other day. Um, But simply just staying active on social media is really helpful. But if you can pick one day to do that, it just allows your brain to relax a bit and really focus on things instead of doing the day-to-day wake up and like, oh my gosh, what am I going to post today? That used to be the first thing that I would think of every single morning was, what am I going to post today? And I don't know about you, but that's that's not how I want to wake up in the morning. (laughs) I want to listen to birds or something. But picking the one day a week was really helpful. I think I I usually do it on Mondays. Uh, my schedule also got a little bit messed up because my son was home from school and I, I didn't have the normal two hours while my daughter was sleeping to, to focus on it. Um, but if you can find a day that just works where you can, you know, carve out a chunk of time to even just record things or write down a bunch of topics that you want to talk about or hooks that you could use um, would, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to change your life. And then it also kind of saved me from being anxious about like, 
is the algorithm going to see that I'm not posting and will, you know, will it not post something knowing that I, you know, is it not going to send out my new post to as many people because it saw that I haven't posted in a week? Like, am I going to go to Instagram, like, I don't know, jail because (laughs) I haven't been posting? Um, There's just so many thoughts that I feel like pop up into my mind when that happens. And it, having the one day a week where I actually just schedule something makes me feel so much more calm. And it's also really good for your customers too, because it just helps stay top of mind. And they're going to totally understand that you're not going to, you maybe don't post every day. They're going to completely understand that. So even if you can just post a couple a week, you're, you're golden. Next one, um, this is probably going to be the last one. I have a couple more, but um, this was the last one that, that really stood out to me was having an inspiring book to read before bed. Um, I love reading. Like I'm one of those people that could go to Barnes and Noble with a coffee and spend hours just looking at everything. Um, so I've kind of gone back and forth on what to read before bed. Um, I used to just read, you know, just fun books before bed, which I'm going to tell you right now, no matter what you read before bed, go for it. If it works for you, this is a no judgment zone. Um, I used to just read like for fun books before I went to bed, but then I found myself, I would get really into it and then I wouldn't want to go to bed. (laughs) So I would stay up until like one in the morning reading and I'm like, Oh shoot, this isn't working. Um, and then I started reading like educational books before bed. However, if you're a night person like I am, it can sometimes cause you to start going into like work mode again. And then one more time it's two in the morning and you're like, I should really go to sleep. Um, but what I found works really well for me is a book that just kind of helps with your mindset more than anything else. So it's kind of like a mixture and like a nice little blend between like for fun fiction books and like educational books. So, I mean, there's two that there's one I'm reading right now. It's called the happiness trap. The only problem with that one is it does have like activities that you're supposed to do in it. And I'm not doing the activities before bed, but if you can find one, that's just Oh, another one that was really good um, was The Power of One More by Ed Milet. That one, that one was almost like a businessy one because he talks a little bit about business in there too. Um, and then just the idea of just do one more thing, do one more, you know, try one more time. I sometimes found myself thinking, um, you know, what if I just do one more post before I go to bed? So that didn't quite work out. But um, another one that's really good is Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. Um, I really love that one. It was just a really real talk book about stop apologizing for your dreams and who you are. Like, just go for them. Um, I just feel like if you can find one of those where you can just go to sleep thinking like, oh, yes. I deserve to be happy. (laughs) And then you wake up thinking about it as well. And then I don't know about you, but 
I usually don't have time for this, but when I do, it's really nice. If you can wake up and like read for even just five or 10 minutes, then that's really cool too. But finding some kind of inspirational book to read before you go to bed, uh, I found is, was, was really awesome. Um, the other two, I'll just or list them just for fun. Um, we did a lot more restaurant at home nights this past, well, I'd say towards the end of the year, I think it was like summer and fall. We were, it felt like we were going out a lot and spending way too much money on doing that. Um, restaurant nights at home is something that we actually started in during COVID. Um, obviously we couldn't go out to eat or anything. So we basically just recreated, uh, you know, what we would eat out, but just do it at home. For example, we used to go to a place called the Cheesecake Factory that's down here. Um, For those of you who have not been, it's crazy. Their whole menu is like a book and they have like 40 different cheesecakes you can choose from. It's crazy. But we would basically, we would always get their artichoke dip. We would always get, they have this really good bread, which is now sold in grocery stores, at least out here. Um, It's like a wheat bread with like little oats on it, but uh, we would do that. And then there was like a pasta dish. And then of course we would get cheesecake for dessert. So when we couldn't go out and do that, we ended up getting like frozen spinach dip. I mean, if we got really crazy, we would make our own, but you can get frozen spinach dip. We bought their bread. We did a pasta dish and then we had a cheesecake for dessert. Um, I also learned how to make a lemon drop at home during COVID, which was pretty phenomenal. So we started doing this again towards the end of the year. And again, it's totally not business related, I'll admit, but, um, it was just something really fun to be able to do with your family. And then the last thing, which I'm definitely not going to get into the longer topic of this, but, um, I started trying intermittent fasting. So if you've ever tried this, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. I had never tried it before seems to work really well, (laughs) but that was another one. So if you haven't tried that yet, maybe look it up, try it again. We're not going to get into that today. Um, but those were just my list of both business and personal things or excuse me, personal habits that worked in 2023. Now we're going to cover the habits that did not work. Um, I tried to be really, I, in another episode I had mentioned my word for the year in 2023 was cleanse. I really wanted to get rid of the things that didn't work and I became almost like hyper aware of what didn't work. I'm kind of one of those people like, I'm going to make it work no matter what. Um, but sometimes it doesn't go well. And this past year I tried to be really, really aware of what those things were. So one of them is pushing forward no matter what. Um, I used to think that if I just tried hard enough and I worked hard enough that I would be successful. Um, I'm telling you right now, that is not always true. Uh, Do you need to always try your best? Absolutely. Do you need to work really hard sometimes? Absolutely. Should you do these things without truly resting for six months to a year? Absolutely not. Um, you know, push forward. Yes. But over time, if you do not pause and hit the rest button for a little bit, you will get sent to burnout really, 
really fast. Um, I know I actually, I think I have it as another thing on here about staying up late, but if you just keep going and going and going, thinking like, this is just what it takes. It isn't. Um, it will work against you very quickly. So like I said, work hard. Yes. Do your best. Yes. But do not push yourself to the point that you like are making yourself sick and not getting any sleep and snapping at your family. That's not worth it. Um, second thing, scrolling Instagram for inspiration and then in parentheses, I'll just put too often. Um, you know, it's fine to do it for a couple minutes, but don't do it for too long. Um, I know we're all guilty of this, but I still wanted, I still felt like it was worth mentioning. Um, I heard someone say the other day that it's been scientifically proven that if you're really and truly focused, like in the zone focused, I know you know how that feels probably when you're working on your art or something like that. I know that's how I get when I'm doing my hats. Um, if you stop to do something like check your email or check your social media, just even for like a second, it can take you, it can end up taking you like 25 to 45 minutes to get back into the rhythm again. Like, think about that. If you are in the zone, you're already working at like an exponential pace. And if you stop just to be like, okay, you know, I'm just going to take like a really quick second break. And, you know, I just want to see one thing on Instagram. Maybe there's a, an account that you like to follow that inspires you. You could, I mean, if you can do that for one second, great. But more often than not, you end up scrolling for several seconds and then something else you feel like you need to make a note on. And then you're looking at something else and something else. And all of a sudden, 15 minutes has gone by. And then you try and dive back into the project you were working on before and you are not as focused, my friend. It ta- it will take a while to get back into that flow state. So, um, you know, now for those of you who have children and constantly get interrupted, um, like me, I almost hope this is a little validating for you. <laughs> it certainly was for me when I learned that because I'm like, well, gee, no wonder I don't feel productive sometimes because I'll think that I'm getting into a flow state and then somebody will come up and scream at me that they want applesauce or something. But, um, using the excuse that you're using Instagram for inspiration will only lose you time and money in the long run. If you're sitting there for like 30 minutes scrolling, um, if you're going to do this, at least make notes on it. Like if you see a really cool post and you think, Oh yeah, I want to recreate this one day, write it down. Or if you look up hooks for, um, uh, for a post, write it down. Um, don't just sit there and scroll and think, Oh, I'm going to do this later. Again, try and get away from just keeping everything in your head and try to get it down either on paper or in your phone. Uh, the next one is kind of a follow-up to the first one. Um, but number three would have to be staying up until 2am, three to four nights a week, just to get things done. Um, as I've said, I've always been a night person ever since I was little. Um, even in middle school, I used to stay up until 3am reading Harry Potter. Um, in high school, I used to stay up redecorating my room or painting my nails or watching TV or reading 
or something. <laughs> um, during and after college, I would go dancing and not get home until the wee hours of the morning. And that's just how my schedule has just always been. And now having kids who wake up at 6 a.m., it does not work anymore. So if you're a night person like I am and you have kids or something, a job or something that keep that wakes you up or you have to get up for really early, um, don't do it. I mean, I used to tell myself, it's okay. You can stay up just one night or just two nights. You know, we'll just, we'll sleep tomorrow when the baby's taking her nap. And I'll tell you, I never would take a nap. I mean, sometimes I would, my mom would come over and, and be hanging out and I'd say, okay, I'm going to go work on something. She's like, Tiffany, you need to sleep. <laughs> like you, you have to sleep. I'm taking your computer. You need to go sleep. Um, but most of the time I never would. And I knew by the end of the week I was struggling really, really hard. So do it once if you need to. I'm not going to lie. This is like my guilty pleasure. If I know that my husband's going to be home the next day, sometimes like I'm going to go stay up until two and watch a movie <laughs> and just do my own thing. Um, but don't do it for your business. I mean, I know if you have kids and you're trying to do a side hustle with your art right now, that sometimes your only time to work is after the kids go to sleep. But I know for me, I used to try, I like the kids would go to bed at eight and then I would sit in our den with my husband watching Netflix and I would be working on stuff on my computer. And I probably only, I was only working probably at like 50% productivity at this point because part of me was watching TV, part of me was focused on what I was doing, and I would end up staying up until two or three in the morning thinking, oh, I still have to get this done. So if you only have time after your kids go to sleep, go work in another room. Like, go somewhere quiet where you can really focus, get in the zone, and just work. Like, if you need to work for two hours, great. If it's one and a half, great. Like, whatever it is, but don't don't force yourself to stay up super late because also the quality of the content or the work that you're making is is not going to be good either. Um, you know, those late nights are just going to have to wait until you don't need to get up super early in the morning. Um, and then finally, kind of, again, piggybacking on that, watching Netflix. We know, we all know that we have that habit sometimes. Um, and don't get me wrong, I still love a good British mystery binge fest every once in a while. Um, we're currently watching, I think it's called Fool Me Once right now. And it's awesome. Uh, we've, there were so, there was like a time where we'd like discovered all of them on Netflix and like for four weeks straight, we just, we were staying up late all the time. Um, and while this is really fun and I'm not saying never do it because then, you know, what is a life if you don't get to do silly, stupid things like that every once in a while? But making it your everyday routine, you're just not going to accomplish the goals that you want to have. You know, you have to be able to balance between those. The other good thing about when you just specifically set aside time, like I said, if, if nighttime is the only time that you have to work, maybe you have a full-time job during the day, but once you have that time, if you're able to really focus on it a few nights a week, like say you even designate Monday, Wednesday, Thursday for working, um, you know, and maybe you binge out on Netflix on Tuesdays and, you know, over the weekend. But 
the other cool thing that happens is you almost start to really appreciate those Netflix nights even more. Like if you do it every single night, yes, it feels really fun. Um, but when you're able to give yourself time to work on your business and actually get things accomplished, somehow then going back into watching Netflix again is like, oh, I can do both versus like sitting there guiltily watching something and then not getting your business stuff done. And then, you know, the next day when you're like, oh, I really should have done this. Like you just, I don't know, you just, you feel so much anxiety when really, if you can just separate those things, you'll be able to feel like you can do both. And that's something that I personally really love. So as we go into the new year, it's, it's always good to reflect on what worked and what didn't. Um, again, I did another, uh, episode on this for how to set resolutions and goals that actually work. Um, so go take a look at that. Um, but yeah, I hope this was helpful. Again, if you haven't read, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, go out and get the book. It's amazing. But those are the habits that I recommend you build for this year. Um, I also recommend if you want to work on habits, try and pick one. I know that's really hard for some of you. It's really hard for me too. I like to, um, I always like to have like four goals going on at the same time, but try and pick one. And I promise you will be so much happier to see the progress on that one. Um, than feeling sad that you didn't accomplish five. So that's all I have for you today. Um, go out there, happy creating to you and I'll see you again next time. Hey, can you do me a favor? If you found this episode helpful or inspiring, can you please share it either with a friend or on your social media page of choice? Sharing episodes for podcasts is the fastest way it can grow. And I want the Made by Her podcast to grow as much as it possibly can so we can help as many women artists as we possibly can. Also, if you tag me on Instagram at madebyher underscore official, I'll share it in my stories to help get you exposure for your work as well. Thanks again for listening today. Now go create a life you're absolutely crazy about. Do you want more tips and tricks on how to reach your first 50K as an artist without the stress and burnout that comes along with owning a business? Come check out my artist and coaching studio where I teach women artists just like you how to conquer social media, build and nourish an email list full of ideal clients who can't wait for your next product drop, all while sipping coffee in your studio and creating the work that inspires you. Just go to madebyher.com. That's www.madebyher.com for more information. I can't wait to work with you.